This is Partners in Practice, a weekly series dedicated to the evolving field of the advanced practice clinician. Here is your host nurse practitioner, Mimi Secor. The retail health industry is one of the largest employers of nurse practitioners nationally and is growing at an unprecedented rate. This new nurse practitioner specialty offers an innovative, independent, and entrepreneurial practice environment. Employers like The Little Clinic offer competitive pay, a comprehensive benefits package, and various career advancement opportunities. With growing career opportunities for nurse practitioners and physician's assistants in retail health, more are enjoying careers in this new innovative and challenging specialty. You are listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome. I'm nurse practitioner Mimi Secor, your host, and with me today is Dr. Roger Green, nurse practitioner and division vice president of the Western United States region of the Little Clinics in the Kroger Grocery Store System. Today we are discussing career opportunities for nurse practitioners and physician's assistants in retail health. Hello, Dr. Roger Green. Welcome to ReachMD. Thank you for having me on your show. Do we have any idea how many nurse practitioners and PAs work within the retail health system in the United States? There are approximately 1,200 clinics in the United States at present. I would say roughly 10,000 NP and PA providers to staff those 1,200 clinics. That's an incredible number. I know it's one of the largest employers of nurse practitioners and PAs in, in the country. Retail health is rapidly growing as a specialty for nurse practitioners. Why do you think that is? Well, the retail health industry is growing significantly. It provides an attractive, convenient quality care, especially in off hours when busy working professionals or parents are not able to get in perhaps for a minor illness to see their primary care provider. When you say off hours, Roger, what are you referring to exactly in terms of hours? Well, our clinics are located in grocery store systems, and we are open 12 hours a day from 8.30 in the morning till 8.30 at night, Monday through Friday, and then we have hours on the weekend as well, Saturday and Sunday, pretty much 8 to 10-hour shifts on Saturday and Sunday, depending on the market. And are you open during the lunch hours? The clinics are open during the traditional lunch hour. The providers actually take their lunch well after the traditional lunch time uh, that the average uh, person would consider lunch time. Is it hard to find enough nurse practitioners and PAs interested in working in retail health? We have done very well in our recruitment efforts for nurse practitioners and PAs. I would say a few years ago, it probably was uh, a little more challenging, specifically in markets perhaps where there were no retail health clinics. Providers were perhaps a little leery and just didn't know enough about the retail health industry, but we really have done a remarkable job in recruitment and have not had an issue in recruiting the best providers in our markets. There is certainly a common misperception that working in retail health is really not very clinically challenging and maybe downright boring. How would you address that sort of prevailing myth? It certainly is not the knife and gun club of the emergency room, but it is certainly an exciting opportunity for providers. We treat many common illnesses. However, when we're treating those common illnesses, we are still performing history and physical examinations, and often our providers will find more major medical problems that need attention and referrals to specialists and and primary care physicians. So it is still a very challenging practice, although your patient may only be presenting with a sore throat, that sore throat may also have a melanoma. Very important point. And you also deal with customers that are in the store that might have medical emergencies. And how, how does that work, you know, if you just have your average person in the store that has an emergency? That does happen more than one would think. 
Grocery stores are very high-volume places where consumers are, as are pharmacies and other entities where retail health clinics are. And just the other day, we had in one of our markets a person who had a seizure. Now, they weren't a patient of the little clinic, but the nurse practitioner was called to assist and 911 was called and that person was, you know, um, cared for until 911 was able to take that consumer to the emergency room. What would you say are the main reasons why nurse practitioners and PAs are interested in working in retail health, Roger? This is an excellent opportunity for NPs and PAs. They are able to spend a lot of time with their patients and to develop ongoing relationships with their patients. Although they may not see their patients in the traditional medical setting, say every month or every few months, they're seeing these individuals in the store over and over again. It's amazing. Studies show that many individuals will visit the grocery store three or four times a week and these consumers will stop and wave and say hello or ask questions to the providers. We're in highly visible areas in the grocery store. We're usually adjacent to the pharmacy, and consumers develop an excellent relationship with the clinicians. So you're describing kind of a Marcus Welby NP sort of concept where it's almost like the old-fashioned doctor that was so highly visible in the communities. I think that's something that a lot of listeners don't fully appreciate. The value of the community and the relationship building, the education is, is outstanding. It sounds to me like that might be the, one of the biggest surprises that you know awaits the newly hired nurse practitioner or PA. What do you find is the biggest surprise they do describe to you after they start working in your system? They enjoy the flexibility of their schedule. Although they're working long hours, they're working less days per week, they enjoy not being on call or having to round, say, in a nursing home or a hospital after they've seen a full day load of patients. They really report that they're experiencing more quality of life outside of their work environment because they're not having those additional responsibilities. And that is huge because we're working harder and harder these days in primary care settings and many other clinical practices. And what do you think is the greatest source of satisfaction from working in retail health from the NPPA perspective? The nurse practitioners and PAs see an immediate difference in the families in their busy lives. You know, they're able to help the frantic mother who needs to have a sports physical by 8 o'clock the next morning that evening, or they're able to see a sick child and assure the parent that, you know, they don't have to miss work and they can, you know, leave that child with a babysitter for the day. If you're just joining us, you're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm nurse practitioner Mimi Secor, and I'm speaking today with Dr. Roger Green, nurse practitioner, about career opportunities for nurse practitioners and PAs in retail health. What specialty types do you look for in nurse practitioners that you hire for retail health? We hire family nurse practitioners because our scope of practice is seeing clients from one age and above and also PAs that have experience in family practice as well. And what special qualifications and qualities are you looking for as people contemplate this possibility? We're looking for professionals who are able to work in a work setting by themselves. Traditionally, the NP or PA is the only person working in the clinic unless it's a very busy, say, two-room clinic and we have two providers and we have a medical assistant as well. But in most of the situations, the nurse practitioner or PA is working a 12-hour shift in the clinic by themselves. They have to greet the patients, 
register the patients, do all the front office work, take the insurance information, documentation, our electronic medical record system, perform a history and physical exam, then write a prescription, and then, you know, the closing paperwork that needs to take place as well as prescriptions. Do you find some people after you've hired them aren't quite up for the task, or do you find that you're able to pretty much make a good match? We've had very good success in making a match. I always invite folks that we're interviewing to shadow and to talk with the practitioner, and we have an extensive training program that really helps them to deal with some of these situations that perhaps they would not deal with in a doctor's office. We find sometimes that consumers in a retail health setting can have a little bit different expectation than they would in the physician's office. So we need to really work with our patients and our providers to educate communication and appropriate perceptions and uh, appropriate referrals and scope of practice. What's the average length of time for a visit? Most of our visits are between 10 and 15 minutes, and probably a good five to six minutes of that visit is assessing all the front office paperwork and the history and the computer entry and such. Wow, that's pretty efficient, though, I have to say. And what's the average, if it's a very busy day, how, what's the average wait time to be seen? Well, it just depends. Typically, people will come in spurts, and we've been very lucky to have clinics very close to one another, so our providers keep in communication with one another and say there's a long wait at one of our clinics. Typically, there's another clinic maybe just five or ten minutes down the road, and we're able to you know, call that clinic and able to get that person in uh, pretty quickly. But I think probably the, the most amount of time I've ever seen someone wait is maybe an hour. That's pretty darn good. I've not heard of that very often in emergency rooms where you pretty much have to plan to spend your whole day. That is true. I worked for many years in emergency medicine, and I know that you have to wait sometimes six to eight hours before you're evaluated. The advantages of working as either a nurse practitioner or a PA in the retail health system, if you were to kind of sum it up for somebody who's you know sort of really thinking about it, how would you sum it up in terms of spinning it to them in a real way? Well, this is definitely for a nurse practitioner or a PA who is interested in having autonomous, not having other people with them during the day and building relationships with the actual host store that they're in, building relationships with the community, uh, doing some basic marketing-type activities to help build the practice, and then also uh, being involved in free screenings and then examining patients uh, as they present to the clinic as well and being able to refer patients to appropriate community referral sources. So you're describing, Roger, really being a part of a larger community. So they actually are encouraged to interact and get to know the store staff and the pharmacy staff and the customers that are coming in. I mean, it sounds pretty fun. It is a lot of fun, and our clinicians really enjoy the environment that they're working in, the relationships that they build. Many of them, although they won't see the patient again for several months, they'll see them when they're shopping, and they're able to help you know, gear them to appropriate referrals that they might need or just maybe answer some basic questions. Can you share with us a ballpark figure of the average salary for a full-time nurse practitioner or PA just to entice our listeners? It's very competitive. In fact, studies have shown that retail health is paying more than primary care specialties. Now, of course, it depends on the location uh, that you're practicing in the country, but with retail health, it's very competitive, and many providers are enjoying the benefits that they achieve as well. I know myself working uh, in a solo practice with a physician several years back did not have formal sick time or holiday time or vacation time. Typical retail health clinicians will have anywhere from three to five weeks uh, of vacation a year, and with the more time they have at the company, 
all of the companies, the more you know, time they'll get each year. And what about continuing education time to go to conferences like you and I like to do? Absolutely. Continuing education is very relevant to retail health since we're so state-of-the-art and things are changing and it's very much encouraged and all of the company's uh, providers are given a very attractive CME allocation. Even some of the part-time employees are given CME allocations in the retail health settings. Can you share any other benefits that are involved with full-time or even part-time regular employment? Well, the employees pretty much, uh, it's two clinicians that work in a clinic, and they have the ability to self-schedule. Some of our clinics actually are scheduled a year out in advance, not that we encourage that as a company, but uh, some of the providers follow a set pattern where they work four days one week, three days the next, and they just keep rotating that pattern, and they love it because they have their lives planned for months, if not a year in advance. So it allows a lot of flexibility. They may have to work a longer day, but they have more days off. Are there retail health membership organizations, conferences? Yes, there is the Convenient Care Association, and their annual conference is held in August, and that is an excellent networking opportunity where clinicians from pretty much all of the retail health entities get together. They have formal continuing education programs. They also have some awards for retail health clinicians, and they also talk a lot about health policy issues that impact practice in various states. I know the American Academy of Nurse Practitioners has been very interested in retail uh, convenient care, and actually in their conferences have some tracks specific to the needs of clinicians in retail health, and also some special interest groups at the American Academy National Conference each year. And internationally, what seems to be going on in terms of retail health trends worldwide? I'm glad that you mentioned that. I will have the opportunity to speak with Dr. Janet Dubois at the International Council of Nurses Conference in Brisbane, Australia, on the concept of retail health. And interestingly enough, in some of the private pharmacies in Australia, retail health clinics have opened, and they are staffed with nurse practitioners in the pharmacy. The interesting aspect to learn more about the Australian system is that NPs have a very autonomous practice in Australia. However, their prescribing is a little bit prohibited and they're working on some of those prescribing barriers. So it'll be interesting to, this is my second trip actually to Australia, to see how they have advanced in some of those uh, areas of problems that they had last year. Well, I'm sure you'll be helping them too, as you always do, and helping advance the profession, Dr. Roger Green. So thank you very much for all that you do for our profession, all you have done. And thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank you, Mimi. I appreciate the opportunity. And for those that would like more information on The Little Clinic, you can visit thelittleclinic.com. You've been listening to Partners in Practice on ReachMD XM160. You can download this program and any other program in our library at reachmd.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening.